Shalom In today's daf primarily discusses the halachas of a baskoi and regarding her truma throughout her different relationships, the difference between truma and yibum in these halachas, and we finish the ninth parak and begin a new parak discussing a woman who remarries based on an, a testimony that her husband was dead and turns out he wasn't, which doesn't leave her in a good position. When we begin with a new Mishnah at the end of Pevav Mabez that tells us that if a Bas Yisrael marries a Koyin, she's now allowed to eat Shruma. That we know. But now things get complicated. What happens if he dies? But she already had a son from him. So she's allowed to eat Shruma by means of her son. If she now goes out and marries a Levi a step down, she's allowed to eat Miser as well. If the Levi dies, but she has a son from the Levi, so she has a son from the Koyin and a son from the Levi. She can eat Miser and Truma. If she now marries Israel, though, she's no longer allowed to eat Truma or Miser. If the Israel dies, but she still has a, but she has a son from the Israel, she can still not eat Truma and Miser because her son is a Israel, despite her son who is a Koyin and a Levi. But if the son who is a Yisrael dies, she's now allowed to go back up a step and eat Miser because she has a son who's a Levi. If the Levi's son dies, she's allowed to take another step up and eat Truma because of her Koyin son. But if that son dies, she goes back to being a Bas Yisrael to Beisavia and she cannot eat Truma or Miser. On the flip side, if there is a Bas Koyin who marries the Yisrael, she is now no longer allowed to eat Truma. But if the Yisrael, her husband, dies and she has a son from him, the son now prevents her from eating the truma because she has Israel son. If she now marries a Levi, she na- she gets the new rights to eat miser. If Mr. Levi dies and leaves over baby Levi, she can still eat miser. If she goes ahead and now marries Mr. Koyen, she's allowed to eat truma and miser. If Mr. Koyen dies and leaves over a baby Koyen, she can eat truma and miser. If her Koyin baby dies, though. She's no longer allowed to eat Shruma. And if her Koyin la- if her baby Levi dies, she's, she loses her rights to eat Miser. If her Yisrael child dies, she now goes back to Besavia, and she's allowed to eat Shruma once again. Based on the Pasuk, We're going to take apart this Pasuk in the Gemara, which begins by telling us when her Son, the Levi dies, she's now allowed to go back to her Koyin son and eat Truma. Right? This is the Bas Yisrael case. How do we know that this son will allow her to eat Truma? So Abba Omar Rav tells us, we're learning out Xerishav of Bas Ubas. Wait, the extra Vav? That sounds like Rabbi Akiva. Who darshins extra Vav in? The Gemara says, no, 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 even the Rabbanon. The whole word Ubas is extra. Next, uh, we learn that when she goes back to her father's household, the, the Basi Koyin, after everyone dies, she's now allowed to eat Shuma again in Beisavia, but she cannot eat the Chizeres, uh, the Chazev Vishoik. That man, Nazgul, who knows, sort of Chista, Amara, Ravina, Barshila asks, what's the source for this? And we try bringing four or five reasons why not. Why does she only go back to her father's Shuma, but not to his Chazev Vishoik? First, Makar is from the Pasuk of He. That tells us that she's not allowed to eat what's taken from Kodshim. I mean, Nachman says another pasuk of Mi Lechem. She can't eat all the Lechem, all the food of her father's family. She could only eat Shuma, but not what? Not the Chodzeh 
However, Rami Bar asks a kasha on this. He says, who says that Milechem is excluding Chaz Vashik? Maybe it's excluding her father's rights to be made for her in a darim. So Rava says, no, that we already knew from Tony the Baby Shmuel, we learned. From the Pasuk, what do we learn from there? Of course, she, she is in charge of her own Nadarim now. She's not in her father's house. She's not in her husband's house. We're talking about a case, rather, where the father sent Shluchim to hand over his daughter to the Baal's Shluchim. And on the way, between, after the handoff, the husband dies, the Baal dies, or divorces her. So where is she? Is she in base Baal or base Avia? That's why the Pasuk tells me, since she had left her father's rishos, she's no longer allowed. He's no longer allowed to be made for her nadarim, even if the husband died en route. That pasuk is teaching me how far is nadarim, and it's not necessarily teaching me chazav shaykh. So rather, if Safra gives us a third reason, where we know that going back to her father's house allows her to eat truma, but not how far is but not chazav shaykh. He learns it out from the same pasuk of melacham of yotechel. You can eat the bread, you just can't eat the meat. The truma, just not the chazav shaykh. The fourth way I brought down from her papa, he says the same pasuk, that she could eat her father's bread that belongs to her father, but the chaz of a does not really belong to the father. That belongs to Hektish, to the Shulchan Gavoya. Koyin has some rights to it, but it's not his, like the bread is his. Rava says, we learn now from the pasuk, that teaches us only while she is still itoch. Next, Rav Adobarava teaches us that when she goes back home after everyone dies, Rachman al-Litzlon, she's allowed to eat However, having a son which is a Koyen does let her eat the Chazavashoik. So Rav Mordechai says, when Rav Mordechai, Rav Mordechai said over this halacha to Ravashi, that the son lets her eat the chazavashayk, but her base avia does not let her eat the chazavashayk. Only truma. And he says, "Where do we get this from?" We learn from the pasuk ubas. Right? He really he asks, "Does the son really have more power than the base avia?" Well, yeah. Being a bas koyin, we have all these miyutim from the psukim, but a son does not have all these miyutim. And that's why he will give her full kahuna rights, even to the chazavashayk. Moving on in our Mishnah, we said that if a Baskoyin marries Israel, and let's say for the second half, depending on her husband and her children, what she's allowed to eat. So we learned in the Gemara. When the Pasuk tells us that she goes back to Besavia, that's saying only when she goes to Besavia, but not if she's a Shemeris Yavim. And Kinurea teaches us not if she's pregnant. If she has a Yisrael child, she's not back in her father's house to eat Shum. The Gemara says, why do we need a Pasuk? Isn't it a Kalvachoyimer? From Shemeris Yavim to. Me'uberes. When it comes to Yibam, having a child from a, a previous marriage does not help with the brother that just died. There would still be a Chir of Yibam. And over there, we would still count her fetus as a child to mater, to pater from Yibam and Chalitza. In a case, where an original child still carries weight in a second marriage. The postler from eating Shuma if her kid was Yisrael. Kava Chaimer, that her fetus would be counted as a living person. Kamara says, no. Why do we count the Uber by Yibum? By Yibum, we count a fetus as being alive, right? 
We're making mason kachayin. Rather, by yibum, it's not necessarily morkal, because if she did have a child at the time of the yibum, when her husband died, even if that child dies later, she does not now become chayiv in yibum later. However, by truma, we don't say that if the child dies, it's as if it's still alive, le'inyan hurriding truma. So this is not a kavachayim to learn from. That's why we need a pasuk of kinurea to exclude a case of when she's pregnant. And we actually need two separate psukim of Meuberis and Vezera in law. Because if the Pasuk had only said Vezera in law, originally she was one person and now she is two people. She has a child. But when she's only pregnant, she was originally one person. Now she's one person, albeit with a fetus. Maybe she should be allowed to eat chuma. That's why I have a Pasuk to exclude if she's pregnant. And if the Pasuk had only said a case of Meuberis, originally she was an empty person. She did not have a child in her stomach. And now, she is impregnated. But Zera Einla, where originally she did not have children, and now she also is not full. She still does not have a child within her. I would think maybe not. So we have a second pasuk of Zera Einla. Next, the Gemara asks a few questions comparing Truma to Yibam. Number one, Rabbi Yehuda asks Rava, why don't we have a Kalvachoymer by Yibam to say that if the Avemes has a child, and therefore is potter from Yibam, but later that child dies, now she should now be chayiv in Yibam retroactively. In the case of the Baskoy in the Israel, when her first child would passel her in a second marriage, we don't say, Mesim kechayim, she can't eat chumo again. In the case by Yibam, when children from her previous marriages don't play any part here, potter her from Yibam, we should definitely not say Mesim kechayim, I mean, we should, Kavachaymo should definitely say that even when the child dies, it's counted like he's alive. And she should still be chayv in Yibum. And the Gemara says, we can't do that. The Pesach tells us, If she's remarried with 12 kids, it's 15 years later, and then her child dies. We can't say, oh, now you're chayv in Yibum, back with your previous brother-in-law over there. No, we're not going to say that. Kavachaymo explains that this is an indication. It's a gular mill soul. It's not a source, not a makar. But this directs us to let us know that this does not make... This is not a Torah halacha. Next question we have is, why don't we have a Kavachaymer that Mesim is Kachayim by Truma? Well, by Yibum. Where the, a child from a previous marriage will not patter her from Yibum. We say Mesim Kachayim by Truma. Where previous children do matter, we should definitely say Mesim Kachayim. No, this is why we have a Pasuk of Ezra Einla. And she doesn't have children now. The child passed away. The third Kavachaymer we try saying is, why don't we tell us, why don't we learn that a child from a previous marriage should patter her from Yibum? We have a Kavachaymer, by Truma, where we don't say Mesim Kachay, and previous children from previous marriages do affect her ability to eat Truma. In a case by Yibum, when we say Mesim Kachay, Kavachaymer, her previous children should pat her from Yibum. No, that's why the Pasuk specifically told us, Uven ein loy. He does not have any children. If the child was from a previous marriage, that doesn't matter. It's not this brother's child. Next, the Gemara tries to bring a fourth Kavachomer. Why don't we say by Trumo that previous children from previous marriages should be like children of her current marriage from a Kavachomer? By Yibum. When we say Mesim Kachayim, and that would patter her from Yibum, but we don't take into account previous 
marriages, if she has child from a previous marriage, she's still chayv and yibam now, in a case by Chumo, where we don't say mesim kechayim, kalvachoymer, we should not take into account previous marriages. We should go by the husband that she's married to now. No, that's why the Pasuk Davka comes and tells us, Ain la, that she has no zera, she has no children, but if she does, it will affect her abilities to eat truma. Which began three blad ago discussing cases where a woman is mutter to her husband or usher to her yibo man, vice versa, and a whole bunch of cases. And we begin a new parak of Aisha Rabba, which talks about a case where a woman's husband goes overseas and then she hears from Adam that he had died. So she remarries. And then, lo and behold, one day her husband shows up. Talacha is pretty bad for her. She has to divorce her new, her new husband and her old one. She needs a get from both of them, and she doesn't get a ksuba from either one. She doesn't get Paris or Mazonis or the used clothing from either one. If she had taken from both of them, she has to give them back. And any children born from this second marriage are mamzerim. This is all she does, Tanakamo. Neither one can be matama to her. If the kohanim, neither of them get any matzias that she finds. They're not her husbands in that regard. Neither do they get her paycheck. They're not allowed to be made for her nedarim. If she was a Bas Yisrael, she's now puzzled for kohuna because she has the din of Azoyna. And if she was a Bas Levi, she's, she's now puzzled to eat meiser, a Bas Koyin from Truma. She doesn't get a ksuba from either one. If either of their brothers dies, she has to do chalitza, but she can't do yibum with them. Rav Yossi takes it back a step and he says, she does get a ksuba from the first husband's estate. The Belazer says, the first husband also gets her metzias and her paycheck and is allowed to be made for her nadarim. Reb Shimon says that if she does do yibam or chalitza with one of the first husband's brothers, that would be a good chalitza, a little pot to her tzaris, his tzaris, and that ch- child from that yibam would not be a mamzer. He's, she's more married to the first husband. If she does get married without a bezdin, when she hears from the Adim that he had died, he would be allowed, she would be allowed to remarry him when he shows up from overseas. If she had remarried al Bezdin, then she would divorce the first husband, but she's putter from a carbon because she followed Bezdin's psak. But if she did not rely on a psak Bezdin to remarry, then she needs to divorce and bring a carbon. That's a shoygik, that's not an oyenes. The Bezdin has a beautiful koyach because they can potter from bringing a carbon. If the Bezdin does give her a heter to remarry, and instead of marrying this new husband, she goes out and sleeps with random people without marriage, she is still chayv a carbon because Bezdin's heter was not just to matter her from her husband. It was a heter to remarry. Thank you for learning with me. Bez Vas Hashem will pick up from the Gemara tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.